this morning, I have a message that is not like one I've done before. I don't know how even how to preface it. To make it a little bit more palatable, I have a, a joke that I heard that I just have to tell. I've been wanting to tell it all week long. I haven't told anyone this joke because... It's so stinking funny. But I've been so... Lenore's like last night and this morning, hey, you going to tell me that joke yet? I'm like, you got to wait till 11 o'clock. So here you go. Three blondes were applying for the last available positions of the Texas Highway Patrol. And the detective conducting the interview looked at all three of them and says, so y'all want to be cops, huh? All three blondes nodded. The detective got up and he opened a file folder and he pulled out a folder and he sat back down, he opened it up and I can't tell this without laughing. It's so stinking funny. Y'all better laugh because it's stinking funny. Pulled out a picture and said, to be a detective, you have to be able to detect. You have to be able to notice things such as distinguishing features and oddities like scars and so forth. So he stuck the photo in the face of the first blind and withdrew it after two seconds. Now, did you notice anything distinguishing about this man? The blonde immediately said, yes, I did. He only has one eye. The detective shook his head and goes, of course he only had one eye. It's a side profile of his face. You're dismissed. Get out of here. The first blonde hung her head and walked out of the office. The detective turned to the second blonde and stuck the photo in her face for about two seconds, pulled it back, says, what about you? Notice anything unusual or outstanding about this man? She goes, yes, he only has one ear. The detective put his hands on his head and exclaimed, didn't you hear what I just told the other lady? This is a side picture profile of the man's face. Of course you can only see one ear. You're excused to get out of here. The second blonde sheepishly walked out of the office. The detective turned his attention to the third and last blonde and said, this is probably a waste of time. But he flashed the photo in her face for a couple of seconds and withdrew it, saying, all right, did you notice anything distinguishing or unusual about this man? The blonde said, I sure did. He wears contact lenses. The detective frowned, took another look at the picture, and began looking at the papers and digging through. He looked back at, with puzzled expression. He goes, you're absolutely right. His bio says he wears contacts. How in the world could you tell that, he, that by looking at his picture? The blonde rolled her eyes and says, well, hello. With only one eye and one ear, he certainly can't wear glasses. That's courtesy of Laura Chase. And Facebook. Oh my gosh, that's so stinking funny. Well, this morning, the title of my message is called Missing the Mark. And so what I want you to picture is is a dartboard. So I have a couple of pictures that I have to put up here. And, and I've had this conversation a couple of times with people in the last week, and that's really the impetus of the message this morning, is in having these conversations. And, and I get into such crazy conversations during my week. But I think everyone knows what a dartboard looks like. And, and you've got the, the different rings and the circles. And if you can go to the next one, uh, you, you see that there's, there's the center that you're trying to hit. But look how small that is. It's, it's like not even possible in, in many ways. The picture here is holding the dart, and you're, he's pretty dang close to that thing to be able to hit it. But generally, you stand back of several feet, and they make sport out of it. There's like measurements and all this stuff. But you're throwing the dart to try and hit that little tiny spot. But if you go anywhere outside of that, what have you done? You've missed the mark. You've missed where you're trying to hit, but if you hit here, you miss the mark. If you hit 
there you miss the mark. If you hit the green, you miss the mark. Because the mark is the red. If you hit the, the, the boards here where you see all the other ones, and that would be me if I was playing it, then you see they're all out here. They all miss the mark. And if you hit the wall over here, if you hit the back wall, all of them are missing the mark. The only mark that is hit is when it's right there. You following me? Well, this, the same thing is in the Bible, but it's not anything like you've probably ever heard this message before. And it, so I want, you, I want us to look at two different Greek words. And, and, and I'm, I don't like to get deep into the Greek and the Hebrew and all that stuff, though. It's very important, but I, I really think that that's something for personal study and Bible studies, you know, where you're really trying to dive deep. But it's important for us to look at the differences this morning. So the first Greek word I want us to look at, I'm not even going to try to pronounce these. I'm not going to impress you because I can't impress myself with this. Um, We're just going to go by the numbers, is the Greek number 0264 as it's found in the Bible. And we've got the exact definition here of what this word is. And it literally means to miss the mark. So the picture that is painted from this Greek word is also just like I just showed you. That you got this little tiny dot here you're trying to do, like you're throwing darts, and when you miss it, you didn't hit it. It can also be called doing wrong. It can also be called sin. Now, when we talk about sin, people are like, oh, you're a sinner, and you're this, and you're sinning, and, and someone, is very funny as well, uh, in the different places that I find myself, you know, was talking about someone who comes here to church, and it says, I bet you know all the things that that person does, so you set up in church, and you judge her for sinning. I'm like, I don't have to wait to church to sin. I can judge her right now, but, you know, that was funny to me, and it was very funny at the moment. But that's the image that we have, and I'm not judging anybody. Everyone has their own things, and, you know, but that was funny to me, but that's the thing we have in our minds that people say, you know, you're a sinner. You're missing. You're just, oh, you've, you're sinning. You're sin, sin, sin. Everybody, if they're not Christians, heard sin. And you have this concept in your mind of what sin is. But can I tell you, it isn't this heavy, wet blanket that just drags you down to the ground. It means to miss the mark. But the mark is this little, tiny, tiny spot in the middle. If I go back to that one, Jesse, the previous one, if, if you're trying to hit that, that's great and it's wonderful, but if you miss it even to the little bit, somebody says, well, I didn't really do that much because, you know, it's really, really close and it's just a white lie or it's just, no, if you didn't hit the mark, you didn't hit the mark. I missed the mark. Another Greek word that is also used for sin is the Greek um, number 266, I'm not even going to try. You guys, if you want to pronounce those two right there, you can, you're more than welcome to, but I am not. It means failure. And we're going to see there's a difference between these. And sometimes when we're reading the Bible, and I encourage you to read the one-year Bible, and it's on our app so you can do it real easy. And just today is the 22nd that you can just go there and read the, the, this thing for July 22nd and read it through. But sometimes when we see sin, it says sin. You're going to see that just in a second in the, in the scriptures I have. But we don't know which word it means. So sometimes we can get tripped up, and we have this perception And maybe this understanding that's different than what it really means. For example, in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, it says, Therefore, just as through one man's sin, who is Adam, he's talking about here, 
entered, sin entered into the world. And death through sin, and so death spread to all because all sinned. Now, I would read that and have read that and thought, man, it's this wet, heavy blanket that's just pulling me down because Adam and Eve ate the apple and they did this thing. And, and now because of that, that entered into the world and that's true and death through sin. So now, you know, I've got this heavy weight on me and it spread throughout all men because all have sinned. Jesse, do you have the second version of this that I, I had deep downside there? But literally, it's using the two different words that I just showed you. So can I just point it out to you? For therefore, just as one man sinned is the word failure. As Adam failed in the, the um, call that God said, hey, take dominion over the world. As he failed in that, that failure entered the world and death by failure... And so death spread to all men, but here's where it twists, because all have missed the mark. See, it's not saying everybody's a failure, every wrong move you make, every mistake you make, man, it is just weighing down on you, keeps going. It says, no, just as the failure entered into the world and death through that failure, and so death spread to all, it's because everybody has missed the mark. Again, we're trying to hit the mark, not this thing that's pulling us down. First John 3, 8. When, people keep, when the people keep on sinning, literally means failure. That word failure is again there. Keep on sinning. So someone who keeps making that choice to sin and sin and sin, and they keep on, and it's like, it's what becomes defining of your life. It shows that they belong to the devil. That they're making choices that aren't motivated by what God's plan is for their life. Who has been sinning, missing the mark since the beginning? So even here in that one thing where we see sinning and sinning and we think it means the same thing, it doesn't. It means you failed because you just keep on doing it over and over again because everyone has missed the mark from the beginning. How about this one? Matthew 18, verse 15 says, If your brother sins or misses the mark with you, go ahead and show him his fault in private. Hey, come over here. Let's talk about this. This isn't the way it should be, man. I mean, you hurt me in this. You, you kind of explain it. You missed the mark as a friendship. In your friendship of how you're trying to, maybe it's an interpersonal relationship, a, a husband and a wife or a boyfriend and a girlfriend or best friends or, you know, all of these different things. Man, if you missed the mark, I mean, you, I wish you would have hit this place that it would have been the right thing and your words would have been the right way. It would have been, the, but show him in private. If he listens to you, you've won your brother back. How about this one? Luke 17. So watch yourself. If a brother or sister sins or misses the mark against you, rebuke them. Or come and confront them. Tell them. And say, hey, what's going on? And if they repent, forgive them. Verse 4. Even if they miss the mark against you seven times a day, and seven times again come, come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. See, we're not the only ones that miss the mark when it comes to God. People miss the mark. I miss the mark with people. Can I suggest to you, we all miss the mark. 
In, in the story of the prodigal son that many people know and you've heard, Jesus is trying to paint this picture, and he did such a phenomenal job all the time of, of painting this picture with words to describe something. So the prodigal son isn't an actual prodigal son, but he's painting a story. And he talks about that this father had two sons, and the, they're both in his house. And the one says, hey, I want to go out and spread my wings. And I want to come over here and I'm going to do my own thing. So can I have my inheritance now? I don't want to wait, Dad, till you die. I want it right now because I want to go out. And many people think the analogy is there that he went out and invested in the stock market and everything else. And, and it didn't work out for him. And, and he came back and he found himself in a really, really low place. But how many of you know when you've got a lot of money, people will be your friends? When everything is going well, when you're on top, everybody wants to be with you. But when you lose it all and you have nothing left to offer, you're alone. And that's where the prodigal son found himself in the story that Jesus told. He found himself in the worst of positions as a Hebrew person that's not supposed to even be around pigs. He is now sleeping with pigs and he's feeding them and he's eating the slop, the leftovers, the spoiled food. It's in that place he looks up and he goes, man, even my dad's servants have it better. Luke 15, verse 18, he goes, I'm going to go home to my father and say, father, I've missed the mark against both heaven and you. This is Jesus' story of talking about, painting a picture here that when we miss the mark, it's not just with the person, but it's also with God. Him squandering what he had in the story. He says, I'm going to go back and I'm going to humble myself. But it's not that I sin and I'm this terrible person that there's no hope for. I missed the mark against both you. In heaven. The other one is the first message I, I preach for our, our opening service at the school. And, and it's one that just means the most to me of, of the Bible. And, and if you hang around here for very long, you're going to hear it over and over and over again because it's, it's one of the, my favorites and it bears repeating because it shows the heart of God. Jesus is in the church, he's teaching, and all of a sudden they're trying to trip him up and they catch this woman, I believe on purpose, in adultery. They bring her, I believe she's either naked or almost naked, threw her at his feet and said, this woman deserves by the law to die. What do you say? He wrote on the ground. I'm not going to re-preach that entire message, though I could because it's my favorite. They all left. And Jesus says to her, woman, where are your accusers? She says, they're not here anymore. He goes, is there anyone left to accuse you? In verse eight, uh, verse 11 of John chapter 8, these are her words. No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I accuse you. Go and miss the mark. No more. Go and shoot better. Try to do better. Not, you're a terrible person. What were you thinking? No, I don't you either. Go and miss the mark. Literally, that word sin means literally the one I showed you in the beginning. Sin no more. 
Don't miss the mark anymore. Ephesians 4.26 says, Don't let missing the mark by letting anger control you. Don't sin. Don't miss the mark by letting anger control you. And don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Another translation says, You can be angry, but don't sin. There's ability that things don't work out. Things have now People miss the mark with you. Someone cut you off in traffic. Maybe they didn't even mean to, but now it just causes this anger to come up inside of you. You can deal with that without sinning, without missing the mark. It tells me I can still be intentional and throw that dart even in the midst of things that are coming against me. But don't let the sun, the sun go down. Don't let time go past that you just came holding on to that because you're not going to be able to keep hitting the mark if you let time go by. We saw where Jesus says, man, if they come to you seven times and they miss the mark with you, seven times forgive them. Another place I didn't read, I just showed the scripture. Another time, a few weeks later, they're talking and, and somebody says, well, how many times, Jesus, should I forgive my brother if he, if he really messes up with me? Should I do seven times because he's quoting what Jesus said, and Jesus said, no, 70 times 7. In other words, 490, that's not to count 490, and then 491, and bam, you got it, man. I mean, he's like, man, it's such a big number that you can't keep track of it. Don't let the sun go down. There's a story I saw this week of a pastor preached his message. He's at the back, and this lady came by, and she said, Pastor, I need to talk to you. And he says, okay. So that week she came in and says, Pastor, I, I just have to tell you, I'm leaving the church. She goes, I'm just not staying around here anymore. I, I just, I can't do it. He goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that. He goes, do you mind me asking you why? She says, well, when you're preaching up there, I see the young kids on their cell phones. And they're just doing this and that. And I hear the people talking in church and they're talking about what she's wearing, what they're doing, and, and all of a sudden she goes, it just makes me so angry. I just can't go to this church anymore. He goes, oh, I see. He goes, I have a question for you. I have a challenge for you. Before you make your final decision, I'd ask you to do something. She goes, okay. He goes, I want you to take this cup of water. It's filled almost to the top. He goes, I want you to walk around. I want you to walk around the whole ch- church in between each one of the aisles and each one of the seats. And I don't want you to miss one drop out of this. I want you to p- take really good attention that you don't even miss a drop. She goes, I can do that. I- I'm really good at this kind of stuff. He goes, all right, here it is. He handed it to her. She went, she walked. And the whole time she walked in, she came back. She goes, Pastor, not a drop fell out. He goes, well, I have a question for you. He goes, did you see anybody on the phones while you're doing that? She goes, well, no, I was watching the cop. It's like, did you see anybody talking? No, I was making sure that not one drop came out. Pastor, I made sure not one drop came out. He goes, did you see anybody talking about anybody else? She goes, no. He goes, can I suggest to you that's what you need to do at church? Be focused on God so much that what everybody else is doing isn't changing your life. The last scripture I have for you is Romans 3.23. For all have missed the mark and fall short of the glory of God. And going back to that picture, if we can, that dot is so tiny in there that we're trying to hit. All of us have missed it. 
can I suggest to you, the people you see around you may have had a difficult day and they're, they're struggling with it. Maybe they're reading their Bible on their phone or maybe they're, they're, they can't even focus because of something going on. Maybe they're talking about the message. Hey, that was a good point. Pastor Kevin did really good there. I mean, probably not, but you know, you don't know what they're doing, but we've all missed the mark. And missing it there or missing it over there or on the ceiling or on the floor, they're all missing the mark. For we've all missed the mark. Would you bow your heads without anyone looking around? My favorite time of the message. Man, I've missed the mark so many times. I hear so often, oh, that person really needs you to talk to them as a pastor because they really need Jesus. And my answer without fail every single time is, man, I need Jesus more than they do. Man, I'm in need of a Savior more than they are because we've all missed the mark. We all miss the mark daily. So this morning, where do you find yourself? Have you missed the mark? How's your standing with God? The two different words, missing the mark and done it so much that it becomes failure in your life. God is still here and able to help in both situations. Where do you find yourself this morning? I love reading the stats of everybody who's listening to our messages and who's watching online. And of course, I love everyone in the room with us this morning. But I can't even begin to imagine where everybody in the sound of my voice, that little padding that's going on in your heart right now, where do you find yourself? We've all fallen short of hitting that mark. I normally will ask if you haven't done it for the first time or if you're doing it for a second time. But this morning with this message, I'm going to ask that we all pray this prayer. And whether it's for the first time or the millionth time, can we focus how Jesus paid for us missing the mark? So I ask you all to pray this prayer with me. I'm not going to have anybody stand up or come down the front. We're not going to solo away. This is private. Can you say this with me? Say, Jesus, thank you for paying for my sins. Where I missed the mark, so I don't have to. Today is my day to get right with you. I invite you into my life. I ask you to forgive me for missing the mark. I come just as I am. And I surrender it all to you. I choose to follow you. And the best way I know how, I'm going to try and hit that mark. I'm going to live for you with all of my heart. Today, 
give you my life. Father, I just thank you so much for all of the scriptures that are there showing us how we missed the mark. But there's always a hand extended to us that here's the way out. The God that you don't leave us with condemnation and that heavy blanket that's pulling us down and say, you're a sinner. Even when you're telling us we've all sinned, you're showing us the way that we can reach out to you and you're there for us. God, pray you take this message. Take our lives, Lord. Let us be challenged to hit the mark. But when we miss the mark, that we run to you. When other people miss the mark when it comes to me, that I give them the opportunity that I don't just hide it, but Lord, we, we talk about it and we get it fixed. But there's forgiveness and understanding that you may have missed the mark with me, but I also missed the mark with you and other people. Lord, let us all take this journey together. In Jesus' name we pray.